Hey everybody, Chris Bober here with the Bober Academy, where our mission is to train and develop superior linemen to dominate on the gridiron. And welcome back to this week's edition of Pain to Performance with Midwest Movement. Um, this this edition and all of these editions are sponsored by Midwest Movement of Elkhorn, where their job is to get you back onto the, the competition field. And um, of course, if you are watching this on YouTube, be sure to click the little button down below to subscribe to our channel. Give us some comments. Tell us what you think. And also click the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to this in a podcast, just be sure to click the subscribe button wherever you do find your podcast and you'll be notified of new episodes. So we are joined again today by Nolan Clausen, the owner and proprietor of Midwest Movement in Elkhorn, located right over there by Rick's Meats, Godfathers in that area for everyone in the Elkhorn area. Um, so today we're talking about one of the most common injuries, Nolan, is sprained ankles, right? I see so many kids hobbling around on sprained ankles. What happens when someone sprains their ankle? Yeah, uh, so sprained ankles, uh, there's a, a large degree of how bad a sprained ankle can be. It can be anything from, um, you know, you just kind of tweaked it a little bit and now your muscles and your joints are a little angry at you um, to where you almost have a fracture or actual torn ligaments. Um, so first thing, um, when you get a sprained ankle, we got to check out and make sure that there's nothing fractured um, or there's nothing torn. Um, but then from there, um, a lot of times what happens with an ankle sprain is those ligaments that go around your ankle. There's not a whole lot of muscles around your ankle, but there's a lot of ligaments and tendons mm -hmm. that run around that ankle. And what happens is those Ligaments just get stretched or those tendons get stretched and they get really inflamed. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of something that happens. Yeah, and I remember there's, there's, I mean, we're not going to go too much into this, but there's high ankle sprains, low ankle sprains. Right. Well, really, unless there's a fracture or a major tear, they're all the same thing, right? You just got ligaments that got stretched out. And then the worst thing is all the inflammation that gets in there that doesn't let it heal. So now I was always taught... Hey, just, you know, the rice method, right? Put, put rest, right. ice, compression, elevation, and, and that'll work. Now I've been hearing you say for a while that that might not be the, the, the double one way to go about getting it fixed. Yeah. Um, so what's kind of interesting about that, the guy that invented the acronym rice, um, he has come out since and said, basically it's not a good method for, um, some acute injuries. Um, oh, he's a racist. Yeah, he is a racist. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, basically if it's not fractured, um, and we know it's not fractured, um, rice. So resting ice, compressing and elevating. That's what rice stands for. Mm -hmm. Um, what we know is the immediate inflammation into the joint is actually a good thing. Um, uh, because inflammation is a natural process by the body to try to heal some of those ligaments, um, get some good blood or some of those uh, healing fluids in there to try to get some of those ligaments, those tendons, the joint, um, some recovery. Now, if we have inflammation, you know, after roughly 48 hours, then we start getting into that process where it is hindering, like you said, it is, it's not a great um, thing to have in that joint and it kind of impedes on the recovery. Um, now rest. Um, so we believe in a different acronym that we call mild. It's not sexy. It's not rice. It's called mild. 
Um, so what that stands for is mobilize, inflammation, load, and don't brace. Um, so first thing, we don't want to rest right away. We know that ligaments, tendons, all those things, they heal when we get load or we move those um, structures. Uh, the more that you just keep it still, the further or the longer drawn out that your recovery process is going to be. So when we say mobilize, I'm going to just kind of show what I would have um, somebody do. Um, I got my intern here. Um, this is Blake Stanley. He is a senior at Elkhorn High. Um, so he's going to take a seat over here. Um, and for all those that are just on the podcast um, that are not going to be able to see this, all we're having him do is sit down, take his shoe off, and he's going to mobilize it. So he's just going to do the ABCs, pretend that his right ankle is uh, the, the sprained one. So he's just going to hold his leg up, and he is going to draw the letters. He's going to draw an A. And for all those that are watching, you can judge him and see if that you're actually seeing those letters. So that's the first thing that we would do. We want to keep that joint mobilizing. What that also does, if we have some of that bad inflammation, it gets it pumping out of that joint. Okay. So that's mobilizing. Now, specifically, say his ankle is sprained and the ligaments on the outside part of that ankle are torn, tethered, stretched a little bit. We want to cause a little bit of inflammation in those ligaments. So we do what we call like grasping, or we rub those areas really fast, pretty hard, pretty uncomfortable. Blake can attest he had a sprained ankle. Um, but basically we want to cause inflammation. It causes those ligaments to heal up a little bit. Nice. So after we cause some of that inflammation, still um, in that recovery process, then we're going to go into loading the joint. So uh, Blake's going to stand up and we're just going to talk about loading it. And we're going to just do simple things. So one of the things that he's going to do uh, is he's just going to stand on one foot. And he's got a weight right here. He's got a kettlebell. And all he's going to do is stand on one foot and go around the world. So he's just standing on one foot, taking the kettlebell, a weight, something. And what he's having to do is he's having to adjust and make sure that he can balance on one foot while weight is shifting around. That's going to slowly load those uh, ligaments a little bit. Well, and, so, and sometimes you just standing on one foot, you might have to do that for a little while until you get it, right? Right. Like I, I sprained my ankle where like even just balancing became a challenge, but then you start adding more things like the weight and yep. we throw a ball back and forth and right. stuff like that. So you got to start from the very beginning, but then add a little bit more each time. So yep. you're challenging it, right? Yep. And so then um, once we're past this stage, basically we would have him go to the star pattern um, right here. Mm -hmm. What he's going to do is stand on one foot again, um, and he's just going to slide out in front. Basically, he's just getting that joint moving, but he's also adding loads. So he's adding loads in different planes of directions. Um, for those that can't see, basically, he's just uh, doing a little quarter squat and having to balance. It's a little bit harder. He's having to um, take that joint into a further range of motion. And then... Um, this is kind of a little bit further in the process, but 
like we said, load definitely helps those joints increase um, or get better. Um, and so um, the next thing that we would have him do is do little hops. So he's gonna just like hop back and forth over a line. So we do this right away early in the process because we, like I said, we wanna get kids moving fast. We wanna get those tissues to respond really, really quickly. Um, so is it just like a pain threshold? Like that, you know, yep. if you can do that and just like still stand it, just just go ahead and do as much as you can. Or I mean, because you know, like I said, we were taught that like the pain like that means there's something wrong. Um, but as long yeah. as you can still do it and, and maintain, you you should still do as much as you can, right? Yep. Here, what we uh, we use a pain threshold, and we call it the seven out of ten um, scale. So if your pain gets over a seven out of ten, then we know we pushed it a little bit too high. Mm -hmm. um, but if we get our pain up to at seven during those exercises and 20 minutes later it backs down to three or four out of 10 pain, then we know that we provided the just amount, right amount of stimulus. Now, say we get his pain up to a seven and he stops the exercise and it's done, there's no pain, then we didn't give him enough stimulus. We need mm -hmm. to um, increase load a little bit. Now, say it's two hours after that he still has that seven out of 10, then we did too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after they get done like this, is that when you put ice on it? I mean, you know, you go and, and do some rehab and stuff like that. Do you, ice is still a good thing, right? Um, so basically when they talk about rice or the ice yeah. part of it, um, what it can do is it's, it, it constricts the vessels. So mm -hmm. we decrease the blood flow. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where we don't like ice a whole lot. Now, ice is really good for pain, right? Because it numbs the area, it numbs those yeah. nerves. Um, so if you're in a severe amount of pain, then yes, go ahead and ice. But we don't want to ice all day long um, just because it can restrict some of those vessels and restrict some of that blood flow and that those healing properties that we want. Nice. So it slows down the healing. Um, okay. So they generally gave us a couple of, of good tips on what to do if you do sprain your ankle. Of course, um, if they want more help, they come in and see you. But right. let's just say you want to maybe prevent ankle sprains. What show us a couple things they can do to to prevent getting an ankle sprain as much as possible. Okay. Um, one of the things is uh, in your exercise routine, um, we definitely need to do a lot more single leg exercises rather than always two feet on the ground, uh, barbell squats, things like that. Um, just so we can get those balance properties, right? So we know that balance strengthens the ankle because you're having to react. So that's the first thing. Uh, we want to change up a little bit of our training, get in a little bit more single leg exercises. The next thing is uh, Blake's going to go into a half kneeling. Um, face the other way so that they can see. There you go. And basically all he's going to do is just work on his ankle, what we call ankle dorsiflexion, just getting into that motion. And so what he's doing is trying to get a little bit further, but keeping his heel on the ground. Um, we know that a lot of athletes don't have this ankle motion. Um, we can get further into this, but I, I think it's a lot because of what we do all day long seated. Um, and then some of the shoes that we wear, um, so that brings me to my next point. The best way to strengthen ankles is take your shoes off, go walk in the grass, 
walk in uneven surfaces as much as possible. Um, we live a lot of our daily lives just on flat surfaces, cement, um, in shoes that absorb some of the unevenness um, so that our ankles don't have to do quite as much. And so then when we go out on a football field and we might get into compromised positions, those uh, ligaments and um, tendons just don't know how to react. So I always say like the best preventative care would be to do sprints all in the grass. Go do sprints uh, without shoes and do them on the grass. I've seen guys running in the sand, like guys training in the sand. That that seems like a good way to straighten. We don't have a lot of sand around here in uh, Nebraska. <laughs> not a whole lot of beaches, but we got a lot of sand pits. That's about it. Yep. So I love that one too. Um, but grass for right now is one of the most helpful. Nice. Oh, awesome. So tons of great information there. Um, we talked about what happens when you sprain your ankles, how you shouldn't just lay, lay around and ice it all day, how you should get moving, get some of those things going. And then, of course, to prevent it, you want to create some some flexion, some pliability in those those things and train yourself um, without wearing high tops on flat surfaces, right? You kind of uh, yep. challenge your, your ankles before you get out in a compromising position. So awesome stuff, Nolan. Once again, thank you so much. Um, wherever you're watching this, be sure to subscribe. And if you want to see Nolan over at Midwest Movement Elkhorn, just go to www.midwestmovementelkhorn.com. Of course, he's right in there next to Rick's Meads, Godfathers, all that good stuff. So um, his job is to get you guys back on the field, and they do a great job of that. So, Nolan, thanks again. Blake, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, keep doing good in school. And um, we'll see you next time, Nolan. We really yep. appreciate you being on. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye.